Good evening, everybody. It's time for the regular Sam and the Big Man podcast, talking all things NFL. And with me, as always, coming to coming to you today from interstate is the great man Sam Zickman. G'day, Sam. How are you, mate? Uh, David, it's great to be with you. Very excited to talk NFL again this week. Look forward to it every week in a, an action-packed uh, weekend of NFL football for us to discuss. But you're right. I've uh, I've crossed over the border. I'm. I'm down south uh, in Melbourne catching up with family at the moment and obviously thinking of it and, and passing on my thoughts to everyone uh, in Sydney, uh, certainly on the northern beaches, but across greater Sydney and up on the central coast, hoping uh, everyone is, is safe um, and uh, are making the best of a, a very difficult situation over Christmas. Thank you, mate. It is a difficult situation, everybody, particularly those in the northern beaches. You know, our regards go out to you all and we're thinking of you all at this time. Sam, um, I'll run through the results. One ex- completely bewildering result is the New York Jets and the Los Angeles Rams. We'll have a bit of a look at that. We won't. Uh, we'll have a look at a few games, then go into what is becoming a very interesting uh, playoff uh, playoff lineup and uh, standings and schedule. Going all the way back to Thursday night football in overtime, possibly putting the Raiders' finals chances to bed. The Chargers thirty, the Raiders, the, the Las Vegas Raiders twenty seven. Then I watched a bit of this game, the beauties of Christmas time. And, of course, these were Saturday games in America, so these are on Sunday here. Buffalo 48, destroying Denver 19. And at the moment, Sam, Buffalo is one of the most complete sides in America. Absolutely. Um, Green Bay 24 struggled to get home against the Panthers 16. The Buccaneers, who were down 17-0 at halftime, I watched almost the entire second half. And they came home like a freight train, 31-27. They're now 9-5 and and very close to a finals berth. Sam Sam Zickman's Dallas Cowboys were the only team in the NFC East to win. And Dallas, unbelievably, are now one game out of leading the NFC East. Sam, we will talk about the NFC once again shortly. But you must be very, very pleased being a Dallas fan. Yes, getting a bit excited as a Cowboys supporter. There might be uh, playoff football on the horizon. Indeed. Looks like Detroit's given up. Tennessee 46, Detroit 25. Tennessee's got a tough ass there with the Colts going neck and neck with them. The Colts 27 over the Houston Texans 20 with a late touchdown from Phillip Rivers, and they just got home. The Dolphins 22 over the Patriots 12, uh, eliminating the Patriots, and the Dolphins looking very good at 9 and 5. The Bears put paid to the Vikings' final chances and have kept themselves very much alive in the NFC, 33-27 in an absolute thriller in Minneapolis. Seattle, 20, against a resilient and tough Washington, 15. If Washington get through, they um, they will have earned it. They didn't play too badly against Seattle, particularly in the second half. The Ravens destroyed the Jaguars, 40-14, and we'll talk more about the significance of this game and the next game in a minute. The Jets, I still cannot believe this result. The Jets, 23, Los Angeles, 20. Sam, it is. It's simply unbelievable. We had a look at two of the future quarterbacks of the next decade when Philadelphia went to um, Phoenix to play Zona. And we had a really good look at Kyler Murray. I'll tell you what, Jalen Hurts can play football as well, Sam Zickman, can't he? Oh, he can, David. He's wonderful. Absolutely. In what could be a precursor of the Super Bowl in an absolutely great game in New Orleans, Louisiana, Kansas City 32 against New Orleans 29. Certainly, Drew Brees rusty, but just getting home, the Chiefs, they're now 13-1. and In the last game on Sunday night, um, 
Cleveland 20, New York 6. We were speaking a couple of weeks ago about how well New York were going. Well, they've stumbled in the last two games. And then, again, bizarrely, Cincinnati 27 over Pittsburgh in Monday Night Football 17. The Pittsburgh sellers are off three in a row after being 11-0. Going back through some of those results, I suppose the ones that were interesting to me, Sam, first of all, the Bills and the Bronx. Buffalo looking very impressive on both sides of the football. Buffalo are the team to watch, David. I, I get yep. so much enjoyment watching Josh Allen play. Uh, Stephon Diggs was a... That, the drafting... Oh, sorry, the, the trading for him looks better and better every time he runs out on the field. Another 147-yard, 11-reception game. He's given Josh Allen a target, and he's he's given Buffalo just a, an offense that just puts up points. And again, 48 points. Um, you know, and the Broncos aren't a, aren't a bad team. I'd say they're middle middle of the range, but Buffalo made them look amateurish. And I'm very excited to see what Buffalo can do, especially. And we've talked about it a little bit. If they can get a couple of home playoff games oh, yeah. um, over there in Western New York, that's going to make a, a massive difference. But Josh Allen's just really putting himself up there in lights as one of the best three or four quarterbacks in the league. No question. And Buffalo West, we'll talk about in a minute, have got themselves into the second seed in the in the AFC. The Buccaneers, this was a very impressive. The Falcons destroyed them in the first half. The, the Tampa Bay were dormant. And then I, it was like someone had flicked a switch. I don't know what Bruce Arians said at halftime, but Tampa Bay came out and showed how dangerous they can be. Certainly having Leonard Fournette, Antonio Brown and Rob Gronkowski together... At the same time, I can only see the Buccaneers getting better. And I don't think teams are going to want to play him in the final, Sam. <laughs> I think Bruce Arians might have just played the highlight package of the Super Bowl a few years ago when a similar margin was turned around by Tom Brady and the Patriots. Here's whether that point. But this game had the uh, had the dead ringer of that game. It was the Falcons all over them. And, you know, 17-0 up. And then the switch was flicked. Um, and Brady said, well, that's enough. Let, let's get going and ran all over the top of them. Despite the fact that they got knocked off, I, I was incredibly impressed with, with Calvin Ridley's game. Um, oh. 163 yards, 10 reception. He's, he's a player that's oh, an absolute weapon. He, he, I tell you what, if any team could pry him away, uh, that would be a game changer because he's, he's single-handedly just you know, giving uh, Matt Ryan a target and just dragging Atlanta, kicking and screaming into a, a reasonable... Season, I know they're going to probably finish 5-11, and 11, somewhere around that mark, but geez, he's, a, he's a wonderful player, David, one to watch. He's only a few years into the league as well. Yeah, and quick, and the, I was watching some of the routes he was watching that were highlighting, and he's got a particularly lethal inside move, Sam. He, run, he runs post patterns and then just, just digs and dags, and he's almost unstoppable, and he can turn on the thripney bit. And uh, he will be a weapon for many years. Let's the the idea of him playing alongside Julio Jones, uh, Julio Jones must be absolutely mouthwatering for the Atlanta people in what's been a poor season. Dallas and match talk- them both up. You, you just yeah. could not match them both up, David. You, no, you've got no. one on either side. Just good luck. Good luck if they're both out there. If you double team one, it's going to leave the other open. So it makes it very difficult. It'd be interesting to see how so who's someone like a defensive mindset like Bruce Belichick would, uh, Bill Belichick would go about it. Uh, be fascinating. Anyway, on to, let's go and talk about your court Cowboys. 41-33 in Dallas. They're now one game out. And finally, finally, they're showing some ticker. They, they have to win. 
Uh, I think they're going to have to win out here if they're going to get across the line of play in the playoffs. Obviously, they they don't own the toebreaker against Washington, and they they've really now put themselves as, as the favourite to go through, despite the fact that yeah they've they've had some average average performances and average quarterback play without Alex Smith. But the Cowboys they played well. Um, obviously, Zeke Elliott pulled out on the eve of the game. He's on the IA. He, he may be done uh, again for this weekend. And, and if the Cowboys lose, I'm not sure they'll bring him back at all uh, in the season. But Tony Pollard picked up the slack. Yep. Not a lot of rushing yards, but but he did the job in the red zone, which is what he does and, and what he's been doing in Dallas for a while as almost a third down back to try and get a couple of yards to get first downs. He did that. He got two touchdowns, 70 yards or 69 yards rushing, which was good to see. Um, Andy Dalton didn't set the world on fire, but the Cowboys did what they needed to and, and had a, you know, a close but solid win, we'll say, against a 49ers team that's just plucky. Just a plucky 49ers team who've dealt with a whole bunch of issues this year. And, uh, and I think, to be honest, that the, the 49ers side, that they'll be disappointed that they will finish, you know, potentially um, uh, 6-10, and maybe, yeah, 6-10, and 10, but overall they've had a reasonable season. But, yeah, Cowboys, you never know. You just never know. You don't. And when you look at the schedule for next week, which I'm going to jump to at the moment, Sam, um, at, well, we may come back to some games. There are some absolutely vital games, but there is none bigger in the NFC in the entire year. Philly played Dallas in Arlington this Sunday. And that is absolutely huge. And we'll go through those playoff standings. We'll come back to the scores in a minute. But that is massive. Um, it really is. It doesn't get bigger than that. And there are a couple other games that are, that are very, very important. Um, Los Angeles, the Rams head to that lunatic asylum in Seattle and play up there. That's going to pretty much decide who wins that division. The Rams and the Rams have just got to be oh. fired up. Oh, I, just, I, I can't imagine what Sean McVay is saying to them this week just to try and fire them up after. To be honest, Aaron Donald might be the one. He looked as filthy a bloke I've ever seen walking off an NFL yep. field after the game. The, the, the camera went across to him and he was just shaking his head because the, the offense, and look, the defense wasn't great either, but that was certainly better than the offense. The offense was woeful on the weekend. Indeed. Uh, briefly, the Jets over the Rams. I suppose the biggest thing here is the Jets might have done themselves out of drafting Trevor Lawrence. It's, it's, I have never heard a worse reaction to a none and 13 team winning than what I saw in multiple media outlets in the last couple of days. It's like the Jets have been posterized for winning. And that, that's absurd. But that's what it comes down to because the Jacksonville Jaguars are also 1 and 13. And in fact, when you go to the playoff standings and the AFC, they, the Jaguars win their tiebreak over the Jets, so the Jets have still got the number one draft pick. But what do you say about that performance after they've been diabolical for the first thirteen rounds? I mentioned this a few weeks ago, David, and I just I just had a feeling the Jets might pick up a win. You did you but you have been last, you have been saying the Jets are okay for weeks? The last the last round the last week of the season, the Jets are playing the Patriots. Bill Belichick is a brilliant football mind. I cannot see the Jaguars winning another game, so they're going to finish 1-15. The Jets are going to play the Patriots, and if they beat the Patriots, Trevor Lawrence will not be in that division, will not be in a play against the Patriots for the next 15 years and cause havoc to Bill Belichick. 
I'm fascinated for that game more than I've been fascinated about any game involving a one-win team in a long time. But I just I can't imagine the Patriots beating the Jets in the last week, and I just think the Jets are going to finish two and fourteen. Um, and look, they're still going to get a reasonable quarterback, but they're not. I, I just think they've done themselves out with Trevor Lawrence. I just think Bill Belichick's going to rest everyone, uh, and the Jets are going to get a win in the last round of the season. I, the, knowing how evil that man's mind is, wouldn't put it past him. And this week, of course, the Jets are at home at East Rutherford, but they've got Cleveland, and Cleveland's one of the most dangerous sides in all of America right now. They are very, very talented, particularly if Baker Mayfield can keep on playing the way he is. I don't know if Mayfield's form is sustainable, but goodness gracious me, they can play, and they've got some serious weaponry. Uh, briefly, the Cardinals, the Jalen Hurts, Kyler Murray bar, we're going to see a lot of those two playing in the next 10 years. Sensational. Brilliant game. Brilliant game. Great game. Brilliant game. I, I watched watch a lot of it. Yeah, watched quite a yeah. bit of it, enjoyed it very, very much. I loved how mobile Jalen Hurts is. When he rushed the ball, they didn't have an answer for him for a while. He is just lethal with his feet. The three touchdown game for both of them. It was it was must watch football. You couldn't you couldn't take a possession off in this game, and that's 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 saying something for for the Eagles moving forward. I think they're going to have to go ahead with Jalen Hurts. He, he just gives them too much. And Carson Wentz, uh, although I don't think he's a shot duck in general, I think he's done at the Eagles. I think they're going to have to. And look, I don't know how they move him on that contract, but Jalen Hurts has, has got this team playing great football, and, and I think they're going to have to move forward. And I just don't think Wentz is going to want to be a backup, but. Yeah, what a brilliant game and what great signs for the future for both for both teams. Absolutely. I I don't know who'd pick Wentz up with that contract right now. I just don't know. There is a possible place if Philip Rivers retires. Um, and he's on a one-year deal. But Indianapolis are playing good football. I know you're not big on Rivers, mainly because of his arm. Um, it's interesting, it'll be interesting to see in the other place that is, is a possible for him is is Denver, and also he um, he comes from cold country. He's a North Dakota State player, so he's used to cold weather, so that wouldn't bother him, but very, very interesting. Sam, let's have a look at the standings in each conference um, briefly, and then on to the playoff standings. So in the AFC East, it's Buffalo from Miami. The others can't make it. The AFC North is absolutely fascinating. It's one of a couple of divisions where there's, play, there's teams alive left, right, and center. Pittsburgh has clinched a playoff spot, with Cleveland at 10 and 4, Baltimore at 9 and 5. The AFC South is Tennessee over Indianapolis, and we'll talk about who's in front of that when we get the playoff standings. Kansas City, I think, will be the only team that qualify from the AFC West. I don't think the Raiders can make it. Over to the every division except the NFC East. The black and blue division, the Packers are 11 and 3. They're home in that division. Chicago very much alive. New Orleans and Tampa look like they're going to go through from the NFC South. Remember that Tampa's only a game behind them. And this is why this weekend's game's so big. Seattle and Los Angeles play in Seattle, and Zona's sitting there a game behind them at eight and six. Huge. Over to the playoff, over to the playoff um, rankings, and here we go. In the AFC, the number one seed right now in all of America, they've got one more game till they clinch home field and a bye. The Kansas City Chiefs at 13-1. and one. In, So if the top seven was this weekend, Sam, we always talk about this, Kansas City would put their feet up in Western Missouri and wait. Then it'd be Buffalo at two against Miami at seven. And Miami is only in front of Baltimore with a, um, over a best-beaten percentage in conference games. Now in third position, Pittsburgh would face Indianapolis. 
I'm not sure that they that would worry them overly much. I think they'd rather play Indianapolis than anyone else in the top seven. And Tennessee would host Cleveland. That would be a cracking game of football. So, again, it's Kansas City from Buffalo, Pittsburgh, Tennessee, Cleveland, Indianapolis, and Miami. For mine, the only real chance outside is Baltimore. And they're level with Miami on wins and losses. And they are scary. A scary prospect. Oh, I don't think I'd, I'd want to play either Miami or Baltimore. I'd love to get the Colts when you're talking about the three yep. down there. <laughs> yep. I just would not want to get Lamar Jackson and the Ravens at the moment. I just think they're, they're going to be, if they can sneak in, and I've got a suspicion that they may, they would be a very, very tough out in the first week. Uh, Absolutely. The, the, a mouth-watering clash would be Buffalo and Baltimore week one. That would be magnificent between two of the best quarterbacks in all of America. Um, it would be minus 920 in Buffalo, but that's okay. <laughs> what uh, about the prospect of Cleveland catching the Steelers to take out the division? It could happen. The Steelers uh, have just hit a wall. We that, talked about it a few weeks ago. We did. They're, they're all out of, out of water, and, and they've been playing really poor football, and, and the Browns are right there, and they're going to play each other in the last week. So, interesting. Oh, it is. And if Cleveland get home, of course, that means they get to host somebody at the dog pound. So, it's big for them. Pittsburgh has got to start getting things right. They're defensively the best team in America, but their their offense is just sputtering. And there's even talk now that they're looking forward to moving on from Ben Roethlisberger. Wouldn't it be fascinating to see someone like Wentz make the short trip in inside Pennsylvania out there? But you just never know. That's true. Look, if the Steelers do fall to five, Tennessee will clean them up in the first week. I, I can't see any any way that they don't. Especially uh, in Nashville. Especially in Nashville. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They'll be, and that, that, won't that be amazing, David? They're eleven and zero, and they're a prospect of not winning their division and being gone in the first week of the playoffs. Indeed. On to the NFC, and it's a bit closer at the top. And the win, the loss by the Rams. Uh, and you talk about big games. Seattle-Los Angeles is one of the biggest games of the whole year. But let's have a look at the... There's, I reckon there's only eight teams left in it. Green Bay are sitting on top 11-3. and three, And they've got the week off and get to play at Lambeau, which is a massive advantage. Wouldn't it be fascinating if Green Bay and Buffalo hosted conference <laughs> finals in the snow? <laughs> in second is New Orleans on 10-4. and four. In third is Seattle, also on 10-4. and four. So Green Bay, New Orleans and Seattle have actually qualified. Washington are six and eight. Um, they're in fourth place and would get to host the Rams at the moment. Tampa's in sixth. Arizona's in seventh outright. With Chicago, the only other team that can get in, seven and seven. So if the top seven was played this week, Green Bay would sit back and have a rest and get onto the television. New Orleans would host Zona in um, New Orleans, Louisiana. Seattle would actually host the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and that would be a huge game. And the Rams would go into Washington reasonably confident, I would have thought. So um, that's where that stands at the moment in the NFC. Um, Are you riding off your Vikings, David? Yes. Are they done? They're gone. Done. And I'll I'll show you why. Here's the schedule, Sam. In America this week, they're playing one game on Christmas Day. The Minnesota Vikings head to Louisiana to play New Orleans. That's why I'm riding them off. That's a fair call. I can't, I can't see them getting over the line there. They're done. So we're down to eight, and I, I hazard a guess that we've actually got our seven. Well, I think it's, we've got our seven now. It's Zona, it's Zona that are the one. Yes, you're right. So Chicago goes to Jacksonville. They're a chance. San Francisco gets a semi-home game staying in Arizona, playing the Arizona Cardinals. Tampa Bay goes to Detroit and have to win. 
Miami host Ve- sorry, Miami head to Vegas in a big game for both clubs. Atlanta at Kansas City, Kansas City will belt them. Cleveland should beat the Jets. Indianapolis at Pittsburgh is actually a massive game for both clubs. Chicago absolutely have to win at Jacksonville and will because Jacksonville's now in that Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. The New York Giants go to Baltimore and I can't see them winning. Cincinnati play Houston in a game that doesn't matter. The Los Angeles Chargers are at home to Denver. Washington hosts Carolina and have just got to win at Landover. Philly and Dallas, wow. Los Angeles and Seattle, double wow. And in a massive game on Sunday night in America, and I mean massive, Tennessee go to Green Bay, Sam. What a game standalone on Sunday night. That afternoon schedule again has given us some absolute gold games. I mean, I'm biased about Dallas, but I'm really looking forward to watching um, Philly and the the Cowboys. I think Jalen Hurts might have too much for the Cowboys, and that could be be it for the Cowboys. But you're right, mouth-watering. Seattle and the Rams, purely for the fact that Rams have just got to bounce back. If they've got any ticker, that, that was, that's got to happen. And then, what a nightcap. Tennessee and Green Bay, I can't wait. I can't wait to watch that game, David. I'll, um, and the thing is, it's a standalone. We can just pay attention. None of these four boxes on the screen uh, trying to follow games. We'll be able to sit back and just really enjoy that one. And then, look, Monday night as well, we get a chance to sit back and watch Buffalo again. I'd obviously be too good for New York, but any time Buffalo are playing, I'm, I'm turning on. Yeah, agreed. And it'll be interesting to see how Green Bay go about stopping the most potent non-quarterback offensive weapon in the league, Derrick Henry. Um, You would imagine that if Green Bay can control him, they go a long way to winning, particularly at Lambeau Field. Um, Look, that's that's a wrap for this week. It's a massive week. Um, Well, next week's going to be really interesting. We may have... I don't think the AFC will be solved this week. I just don't. Not with Miami and Baltimore um, right with each other. This could come down to the final week. Um, just to give everybody a bit of a precursor for week 17, let's have a look going 10 days ahead to have a look at who plays where. So the Dolphins have Buffalo in Buffalo. Thank you very much. Green Bay have Chicago in Chicago. Big for both teams. Baltimore head to Cincinnati and they've got to win. Pittsburgh goes to Cleveland. Oh, my goodness. Then looking down to see where the big games are, New York have New England at... The New York Jets have New England at Foxborough. Dallas have the Giants. So back-to-back divisional games for Dallas and New York, uh, for, 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 for Dallas, and Washington are at Philly. So the NFC East probably will be decided at the same time on that day, Sam. They're both they're playing at the same time. Atlanta's got Tampa in Tampa. New Orleans goes to Carolina. Tennessee goes to Houston. The Raiders go to Denver. Arizona, with a flicker, go to Los Angeles to play the Rams. And Seattle and San Francisco in the last game. That's games actually in Arizona, not in Santa Clara. So that's week 17. But first, goodness me, what a week we have. Sam, in summary, anything else you wanted to talk about tonight, my friend? Look, the only thing I wanted to just brush over, David, and I know that it's not everyone's cup of tea, but the Pro Bowl rosters are out. Uh, for the 2021 Pro Bowl, and I just thought I'd quickly run you through. And obviously, we're, we're, we love the offenses here, but just listen to listen to these players. And I'm not normally one to watch the Pro Bowl, but I think I might settle back and watch it this year. For the AFC, starting on the offensive side of the ball, Patrick Mahomes, Derrick Henry, Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, and Travis Kelsey. <laughs> I mean, that's just showstoppers. And then we jump onto the NFC side of the ball. 
Uh, interesting here, obviously Aaron Rodgers has got the start. Delvin Cook, Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins, and TJ Hawkinson. That's absolutely going to be electric football. Obviously, whoever plays in the Super Bowl won't be playing in the game. But I saw those names pop up today, and I just thought, this league is in such good shape. Um, you know, when you've got players of that caliber being picked for the pro. I mean, Josh Allen and, and Deshaun Watson are second and third string quarterbacks uh, for the AFC, and then Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray for the NFC. So I'm not normally one for the Pro Bowl, David, but I got a little bit excited when I saw those rosters pop up today. Look, yeah, um, the, the Pro Bowl holds an interesting place in, in, in football. I actually think that they should put something to it and um, make some sort of qualification to make it fitting, because at the moment it's a party for the guys. But, yeah, look, they're, they're, it is about them being selected. They don't play against anybody else outside their country. So, you know, it, it certainly uh, shows who who is where. Um, look, fascinating games. I cannot wait for that late set. Philly and Dallas and Los Angeles and Seattle. Um, and fascinating to see a couple of other games and, you know, uh, Miami's got to win. Minnesota, no, they won't. They won't win in New Orleans. But it's the NFC East that we're all looking at with bated breath. Sam, thank you so much for your time, my friend. Great to talk football with you once again. Thanks, David. Can't wait to chat uh, week sixteen this time next week. Yeah, sounds good. On behalf of the great sick Sam Zickman, my name's David Redden. That's been Sam and the Big Man Podcast for the twenty third of December. Everybody, take care. We'll speak to you all soon. Bye bye.